Holy smokes. This is one of my favorite podcast conversations ever. What you're about to listen to is a masterclass on creating your vision, the daily process for making it happen, and enjoying your journey all along the way. If you want to build a mindset of abundance and doing and attracting more of what you love into your life, then I invite you to check out my newest program called Design Your Best Self. You can go to robcressy.com backslash I am great. Design Your Best Self is an eight-week personal growth program that will help you build a champion mindset and become the best version of yourself. Once again, that's robcressy.com backslash I am great. First question, tell me one thing you do to create your best year ever. To create my best year ever, I I get very, very excited uh, and have clarity on what I want out of this this life, this year, to create more desire to make it happen. So I get super clear first on what I want in every area of my life, uh, my faith, my family, my, my fitness, my my business, my financial life. And so I get super excited with a ton of clarity on what that looks like, write it down, create a, action steps, goals on each of those areas. And uh, I just start reading it every morning and every night and visualizing this, uh, this exciting new venture for this year. Oh, do we have so much goodness that we get to talk about because I do the exact same thing. And welcome to Best Year Ever, a podcast designed to inspire growth and impact so you can create your best year ever. And I'm your host, Rob Cressy, and I am oh so excited for this conversation. And joining me today is Jamie Villalobos, author of a new book, Happy and Strong, Create Your Dream Life While Enjoying the Journey. She's also a wife and mother of four. Jamie, super excited to have you on the show. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. So I might as well just keep this party going on what you said at the top, because I think it's so important to creating your best year ever. And you talked about clarity and then you talked about how specific you're getting on this. And then you also talked about the consistency element of uh, making sure that you read it every single day. So let's start with the clarity of the vision side of things. And I find that a lot of people, we have dreams and goals, but they may just live in our head. And once I understood that, when you can put something on paper, and give it a heartbeat. It's living, it's breathing. And then you can start to see the spider webs and the structure of how you can make that come to life. Now we can make it emotional. Now we can add power to it. Talk a little bit more about your process for this. Yeah. So I think a lot of people just drift through life. They don't have that clarity. They, they might have goals or hopes or wishes or whatever, but like you said, it's just in their head. And so, so few will actually uh, write it down, get clarity, get goals and action steps around their vision. Um, and so this year looks a lot like last year. And last year looks a lot like the year before. And they're kind of just drifting, reacting to all the stuff that's going in their, on in their life, all the stuff that's going on in the world and uh, subject to all of, you know, all of that. But so I think with clarity, that's one of my biggest strengths is uh, I was taught to really be able to see, you know, the end in mind, like 
What do you really, really want out of life? What's your ideal life? If money was no object, what would you be doing? You know, what would you be spending your investing your time in? What turns you on? What fires you up? And so the champions, the one percenters, they really invest a lot of time into figuring out what makes them emotional, what makes them passionate, what drives them. And and so I've I've invested a lot of time again in what that ideal life looks like. And so um, again, when you can get clarity, it fires you up. <laughs> it re-energizes you and refocuses you every day. When you want to quit, when you don't feel like working, when you don't feel like doing it, um, you'll keep going. And so um, usually I'll just start. It's pretty simple. I'll draw a line down the page, then across the page, and I'll put those four F's that I mentioned, faith, family, fitness, finance, business, whatever. And then I'll, it could be for the year, or I could try to stretch my vision out longer, hopefully, of what I want in each of those areas. And it could be little stuff. It could be, as a mom, it could be in the family one, could be potty training you know, a kid <laughs> in the next couple months, or it could be you know, these big goals that I, of contribution that I'm so passionate about. But I'll write them down, uh, you know, get them on paper. So first you build it in your mind, and I mean build it in your mind so that you have like clarity and imagination and even using your senses to, to um, imagine the day, let's say you're going to retire your dad or, you know, the dream house that you want to buy or being debt free, but imagining how that feels. So you build it in your mind and then you go build it on paper and then you go build your dream life. Yeah, and what I found is the most important for this is to put the vision out there, but not concern yourself as much with the how. Because a lot of people would be like, well, what if I can't figure it all out? But we both know, Jamie, that making a vision happen is more like a roller coaster than a linear line, that yeah. it's going to be up and down. And while we can create a roadmap and actions to make these things happen, a lot of people can allow the, I don't have all of the answers to stop them from putting out the monster vision. And there's a few things that you said that I want to sort of dive a little bit deeper on. So number one, like you, I have areas that I do. Mine are health, wealth, love, and happiness. So yep. success leaves breadcrumbs. So ask yourself, if Jamie has four pillars for her life and Rob has four pillars for his life, hey, if I don't currently have a simple framework for me to sort of design my vision, ding, 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 this is a little light bulb saying, maybe I want to consider this. Number two, what I loved is I could hear the passion in your voice and I could feel it. And doing something like this is enjoyable because we're living in our dreams and we're living our imagination. And this podcast is best year ever. So if we're going to design our best year ever and there are no rules and it's unlimited possibilities, oh man, I want to get so excited about this because it's fun. Because the next thing that you said is you invest significant time on this. And I find a lot of people who have a hard time creating their vision and then making it happen, they think Think of this as almost like something on our to-do list, not on our get-to-do list. So there's a different waiter and energy, but I look forward to this of living in my dreams and making these things happen. And I invest the time every single morning. So for me, the vision casting I do as part of my morning routine, I also do it throughout the day, whether I'm in the shower or there's triggers I've created in my life that anchor me in my vision because the last part of this, Jamie, is the consistency of it. So we've put it out there, we've defined it, 
we're enjoying it, we're investing the time, and now we're creating a simple structure so that we do this every single day because, and there's a great book about this, The Power of Consistency by Weldon Long, the more consistent we are, the greater the chances of this happening. Yeah, I, you said so many good things there, but um, you know, I think that the consistency is such a big one, but going back to the creation of it, that can be hard for some people too. And I remember, you know, kind of, just putting my goals in these each of these areas. And when you're done and you have this, you know, plan or vision or goals written down, ask yourself, does this turn you on? Does this light your fire? Because if it's not, if it's not compelling enough for you to, you won't stay consistent, first of all, but it's not going to move you every day when you read it. And so I would write my plan. And then I have a, a good friend, Ed Milet. When I was when I was finished writing my plan, I'd say, is this what Ed would have in his plan when he was, you know, at my level in business? And, you know, is this going to inspire the people around me, my family, my, my business colleagues? And if it doesn't inspire others, it probably also won't really inspire me, the most important. So it has to turn you on, number one. Otherwise, you're not going to stay consistent. But uh, I love what you said, like you're reading it every day. That can be the hardest thing in the world, too, for some people. You know, it's like picking it up and taking the five minutes to read it or visualize it. But it's just, I don't know. It's a, it makes all the difference in the world, but for some people, it's just that lack of discipline on that little simple thing that, that just kind of can change everything for you. Um, so what I've done in the past is I kept a copy of my plans on my nightstand. So I could just at least glance at it in the morning and at night, you know, just for a few minutes. I've also, and this is kind of a funny thing that I do, but I kept it in my, in my shower, I, la I laminated it. And uh, if you have tile shower, you can just kind of wet it and stick it to the wall. And so that way, hopefully you take a shower daily, but you know, you can at least be in there and, you know, washing your hair and I'd be yelling out my goals or my vision or getting myself worked up. But uh, just little things like that. I have pictures around my house, even for a while in the beginning of getting my business off the ground. Initially, I had them on the steering wheel of my car, different goals, different pictures, just everywhere I went kind of just planting it into my subconscious. So Jamie, there's something that I want to simplify what you're saying, and that is how easy and simple consistency can be. So here comes another one of those breadcrumbs, and it actually gets us to the next thing that I wanted to talk to you about. So how do I guarantee that I create my best year ever? Sitting next to my nightstand is a piece of paper where I drew 2022 best year ever. And then right next to it, it also says, I did it. Boom. So 365 days minimum, I see a drip of that when I wake up in the morning, when I go to bed and it's just sitting there. Sitting right here on my desk next to me is the most important things in my life. 17 things that I've defined that I said, all right, I'm going to control my inputs. I'm going to remove my distractions. What are the things that are most important? And if it's not on this list, I should not be creating it. So boom, here's my clarity right now. So what is the breadcrumb? Jamie, both you and I have things that we have created throughout our day, which is just little pieces of paper that sit on my desk where I spend a significant amount of time next to my nightstand where I wake up and where I go to bed. So we litter these things 
Is it hard? No, it actually took me maybe one minute to write 2022 best year ever, maybe a little bit longer for me to create the most important things in my life. But then when that is done, this becomes the anchor for consistency. So now we're giving ourselves a drip of awareness. So you say, number one, I have the intention to create my best year ever. Number two, I wanna be more intentional about where I see it in my life. Boom, power of consistency. Because Jamie, I looked on your Instagram and at the start of 2022, you had a picture that said, no more what ifs. This girl is going for it. 2022. And it just warmed my heart because you were another version of me by you were declaring this is what it is. So your picture was the same as my picture that I created. So talk to me a little bit more about this because these are so simple yet so impactful to the micro drip of vision and action and consistency. It is so simple. You know, I just, when you, when you start doing this, when you start really like using your imagination and, uh, you know, reading it morning, reading it at every night and, and, and throughout the day, even like you said, just little things that will get you excited about it. Now, the more likely it is to happen if you emotionalize it. So I've had, you know, business plans every single year. I updated all the time, not just in January 1st, but uh, and a lot of them have actually been titled the best year ever. Uh, but I'll, you know, sometimes I'll title it something else. But, uh, you know, when I'm reading these things, I try to add as much emotion to it as possible. Most people will have goals written down. Well, those who do have it written down will read these things and they'll just kind of read it even in their head or out loud or they'll think about it. But then something will happen later, let's say later in that day or that month, and uh, they won't do so well in a business appointment or, you know, they have a failure in, in something that they did. And then they'll say, man, I suck at this or whatever. So they're actually affirming that because it has more emotion than the, the dream that they were reading. So it's really, really important that they're, whatever they're telling themselves to their subconscious, that the, the good stuff is with more emotion. And um, I just remember, you know, being one of the lowest points in my career, wanting to quit even. And I know I went to bed, I had told my husband, you know, I'm quitting, I'm done, I'm done with this, I'm over it. <laughs> and he said, he's like the total optimist. He said, you're not gonna quit, give me a break. And I said, he said, watch me, you try to do it all by yourself. And I got a little mean, but I went to bed that night frustrated. I mean, Rob, I was in tears and just really, considering giving up but then i heard in 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 my mind my goals that i was reading every morning and every night started to play in my head and i thought you know you're not going to give up on your sisters you're not going to give up on this person and this dream and this goal and it bothered me i couldn't sleep finally i got up in the middle of the night in the dark went and got my goals and, and i went to the bathroom and i kind of opened it and straightened it out and i just started reading it again and again until I felt it, until I started to believe it again. And I'll tell you, I mean, again, if you can emotionalize these things, my business plan now is not really a life plan or a business plan. I call it my emotional game plan. And the champions, there's a whole book in um, Think and Grow Rich that has, talks a lot about this stuff, but there's a whole chapter on using your emotions and how important that is, because that will attract it into your life faster. So don't worry about the plan if it's, it's it's never a perfect plan, right? <laughs> if it's not working right now, it doesn't mean that you're bad. It just means you need to revise your plan and get excited again. And when 
when you hit your goals or when you're not excited anymore about the plan you're reading, that just means you need time to redo a new one. Jamie, I feel like I could probably talk to you for days on these things because the depth of the things that you're talking about are fundamental to how I create myself and how I coach others because there is so much power in the spoken word or the written word because we can all control the story that we tell ourselves. And so often we allow the self-limiting beliefs, the fears, the judgments, those are the ones that are the noisiest where we look at, uh, there's a book, The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan, where the majority of the world lives in the gap between where I am now and what my ideal is, whereas the people who are the best look at where they started to where they are right now. And when we can control in design the story that we tell ourselves every single day, speak it out loud, feel the emotion, create the power, know it to be true. This then creates our actions, which then creates our results. So by design, the way that you create your best self and your vision is by controlling the story that you tell yourself because we yeah. know the world in which we live in is designed to distract you and have a negative agenda and put you on somebody else's plane. So yeah. the world is saying, I don't want you to create your vision. I want you to pay attention to me. So it is that much more important for us to be vigilant in design our process for controlling our story, which becomes our self-talk, because we know inevitably that tough times are going to come. A great book about this, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. It's one of my favorite books. And I'm someone who became uh, a master at adversity and obstacles by design because I knew they were going to come up. And it all starts with making sure that you control the story that you tell yourself. And when you do that, you've got the tool belt. So when uh, challenges happen inevitably in life, you say, I recognize this, but number two, I know the story that is true in my life, not this one that is limiting me. Yes, I 100% I agree with everything that you just said. Um, so we're gonna have distractions. It's just, it's life, right? Um, we need to really protect our mindset. If we're going to be, if we're going to win in business, in, you know, our financial life, in our marriage, whatever, we have to fight the war on mediocrity pretty much every day. Almost everything around us, uh, media messages nonstop now uh, is, is designed for mediocrity. And so we have to kind of really control if there's something in our social media or the news, especially is always so negative. If there's something that's making us feel bad, uh, negative angry just get rid of it just block all of that crap out of your mind if you're going to win you have to like rob said program your mind for success you have to plant the good stuff in that's why you're reading these things every day is to stay focused and stay consistent but you know there's a there's a dump site it's actually a beautiful city now here in la it's uh, one of the most expensive places to live but it used to be a dump site where they would dump trash years ago and now it's this gorgeous place that everyone wants to live in and so what's the first thing you do if you're going to change this dump into this beautiful luxury, you know, city? It you got to stop the trucks. You got to stop the trash, right? And then you can clean it up and then you can, you know, uh, make it beautiful and make it, it attract all these wonderful things in your life. So in your life. So so here's the thing, you got to stop the dump trucks. You have to stop the negative associations, the media, all of these things. Cut that crap out so that you can uh, develop a mindset that can attract wealth, that can attract more happiness and more success in your life. 
So, um, so I think that, you know, thinking bigger is one of the biggest portions and just knowing that it's good, you know, it's going to figure out a way you're going to figure out the plan, you know, the right people, the right circumstances, the right mentors will come to your aid. Once you have a made up mind, there's nothing more powerful than a made up mind. Now you, you talked about adversity too. So yes, we, let's say we, we cut out all the crap and the negative associations. Well, you know what? There's still trials. There's still going to be things that come up in your life. Like someone in your family becomes ill. Um, you know, something, a business partner or a loved one betrays you, you know, things are going to happen. Uh, COVID, you know, <laughs> whatever pandemics, things that are outside of your control are going to happen. That's part of life. We're, we're supposed to be here to experience adversity and trials so that we can personally grow. You know, personal growth is not just reading books and listening to great podcasts. Personal development comes through adversity a lot of the times. And so I look at adversity as a gift. And I know in the middle of it, if you're going through the crap, it's hard to say, oh, thank you for this great gift for personal growth. <laughs> no one does that. They're, they're saying, why me? Why, you know, why is this happening to me? But every adversity, every single adversity has within it a seed of greater benefit if we look for it. And so, you know, it's kind of like going back to the clarity thing I said, you know, this, this uh, journey that we're on for fulfillment and happiness and wellness and success, money, whatever. It's like, it's not a sprint. It's definitely a marathon. So it's, it's a long race here. But if you can see the finish line, having clarity of that ideal life of everything that you want in each of those areas, if you can see that, if you have that clarity, you can see the finish line. So every time there's a hurdle that comes up, instead of just looking at that problem, that's what most people do because they're drifting, you know, so when the hurdle comes up, it's just this problem that's in their face and that's all they're focused on. How, why me? How do I get around this? Why does this have to happen? And it totally distracts them and takes them out of the game mentally, sometimes physically, uh, you know, making them sick even and stressed out. And so I want to challenge them to, you know, to really get clarity on where you're going. So when the hurdle comes up, like you said, you're expecting it and you just say, okay, how do I get around this one? <laughs> you know, who can help me? What resources can I reach out to? What mentor can drag me around this one if they, you know, if I, if I need it? Uh, maybe I have to crawl under it. Now I'm not running for a few minutes here, you know, for a little while here, but I'm, I'm at least moving closer and becoming, you know, better and a better version of myself. So Jamie, you mentioned mentors, dreaming big, and becoming a better version of yourself. And you also mentioned Ed Milet. And I've been part of the Arte Syndicate since Ed Milet and Andy Frisella started it a few years ago. And he has been one of the most impactful mentors in my life. And I know certainly for you too. And there is two things that he has said that are just ingrained in my mind. Number one, the bigger the dreams, the deeper the foundation. So why do we do all of these things to create our vision? It's like, Robin, Jamie, this seems like a lot. You're writing things down. What are the most important things in your life? The roadmap for what you want to do. And you're doing all of this different stuff. The bigger the dreams, the deeper the foundation. So we do the internal work. We do the personal growth. We do the personal development because our dreams are massive and we know the size of the foundation. And number two, your dreams are so big that the dreams of others fit inside of yours. And what I love about this is that quote shattered my belief ceiling 
Oftentimes, we create an artificial ceiling for ourselves of what we believe is possible for our vision because even when you think big, you might default back to the how. I don't know how I would create a billion dollars, so let me create something that's a little bit more comfortable where I can sort of see that. Uh Uh-uh. With Ed's quote right there, I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, my dream is so big, everybody else's dreams are inside of it. And when I anchor on those two things, it gets me on such fire for living my best life and creating my my dreams every single day because I want to have unlimited possibilities and I'm all in on creating that. Talk to me a little bit more about that for you or what Ed Milet means because I know he's been super impactful for you too. Yeah, I love Ed. You know, he's been a great friend, business partner, mentor for, I don't know, over 20, 23 years, I think. And, um, you know, he's been there when I am at my lowest point and I need the encouragement, but he's been my biggest cheerleader every time I have a win. Uh, he and, and, and a few other great mentors. Uh, but, um, you know, I do remember kind of being very new in business and having him tell me that, you know, that your, your dream has to be so big that the people that are following you or that you're mentoring need to be able to, if they follow you, they win at the highest level as well. And so that's why I would go back and kind of review my plan and say, is this big enough? And you know what? I would do that several times sometimes. And finally to have a plan that was like a little scary, you know what I mean? It was, it was stretchingly realistic. I mean, why is it realistic? Well, it's probably been done, you know, somehow in some form but it's it's kind of almost impossible to me so it's scary and it's exciting but what if that's how your goal should make you feel not not necessarily totally intimidated like this is impossible but like wow what if this happened and then you're so excited to share it with other people because you know if you do this it impacts their life as well and you can see them winning at a high level as well and so i just know like the more people you help get ahead financially, the more you get ahead financially. The more people you help get what they want, the more you're going to get what you want. So that's to me what what he meant by that. You know, if you win, they're going to win as well. And it's so much more exciting that way <laughs> when it's about when it's focused on uh, others winning with you. But uh, no, I mean Ed's been Ed's been so impactful in probably every single area of my life. He and his wife Christiana are just world class. The last thing that I want to talk to you about, and it is certainly related to your book, is enjoying the journey. So we've talked about uh, putting our dreams and visions out there and creating that clarity and creating the consistency and anchoring in it every single day so we can do all of these things. But now it comes down to the day-to-day where, and I learned this the hard way, when I went all in on making my dreams happen, boom, I went to zero. And I'm like, wow, everything's on me now. And you see this proverbial mountain that you want to plant the flag in. So for me, at one point, my dream was to work in sports and to get paid to talk about sports for a living. So I sat there every single day and I was like, I will do anything to get paid to talk about sports for a living And what people oftentimes fail to realize, and I did for the longest time, is it's the enjoyment of the journey of the day-to-day of actually making that happen. So the thousands of articles and podcasts and videos that I created that built my skills and my belief in myself 
and got my awareness out there to the point where finally a company was like, boom, Rob, I want you to host our show. And then that continues to do it. And I realized if I'd only made my uh, measure of success of my dream when somebody paid me to do it, I would have wasted years of my life just uh, living in lack and not enoughness. And I think that's the best way I would describe it. You feel like you're not enough until you get to the top of the mountain. But when you learn the hard way, that is actually the appreciation and the enjoyment of the day-to-day, including the challenges, which we know are going to be there. Because what I would always say to myself, I'd be like, Rob, this is what you signed up for. You're the one who decided to take the road less traveled to create your best life ever. You can't be complaining that it hasn't happened yet. Let's exercise some patience and let's enjoy the journey. And once that mindset shift happened, it's like my world went from black and white to color. And it's actually probably one of the foundations for this podcast because The way I create my best year ever is by creating my best moment ever because I love my life and I love the journey of everything that I'm creating. Yeah, okay. So, you know, I just believe there's two of you, right? There's the guy or gal that is and there's the one that is meant to be or can be. And that's that best version of you that we're chasing. But to get there, like you said, it's not a straight line, but it's more like, you know, (laughs) a lot of ups and downs and a lot of trials and sometimes some heartaches and a lot and so much personal growth. Rob, I grew up in very poor in poverty in northeastern Montana, a town of 325 people where no one had hope. No one had opportunity. There was not even any jobs for for people. I grew up on food stamps, welfare in a a trailer. And why now am I you know, multiple seven figure earner, you know, top 1% of 1% of income earners as a female, especially it's not that I have any additional talent or skills or any of these things. I worked hard. You know, I try to do the right things. I think if you're a good person, you work hard, you beat most people out there, but then, you know, what you're talking about is something different. And that's, you know, that kind of dogfight of the top 2% or let's even call it the top 20%. And of, of who wins and enjoys their life. So I've seen plenty, and I'm sure you have too, of very successful people financially. You know, they're making millions, but but what does it mean to make millions if in the end you're you're divorced, your your kids don't want to talk to you, or you're unhealthy, you've sacrificed your health and now you're spending all your money buying that back. And so, you know, I've seen it. I've seen people that were doing so good and then 2008 financial crisis hit or COVID hit and their businesses were wiped out completely because it wasn't built on that solid foundation that you talked about. So, um, you know, I wasn't planning on writing a book, but Happy and Strong, you know, the book was born out of COVID, you know, COVID because I saw massive unhappiness in so many of my peers, in, in, in entrepreneurs, business people, working parents, just, you know, I, I saw it over and over again. We're now more unhappy as a nation than we've been in over 50 years. There's record divorce, record suicide, um, you know, use of antidepressants, alcoholism, domestic violence, all those bads are, are, are on a rise. And, um, and so a few years back, about two years before COVID, I was with, with Ed at um, his house in Laguna. And he said, Jamie, you know, I, I coach a lot of people, but you're the only female that I know that uh, you know, is like you. And he was saying, you know, with the income, but also the lifestyle and the traveling the world and doing all this philanthropy all over the world and also has four little kids and teenagers and, you know, all these things. He's like, I want you to start sharing this. 
So he's the one who kind of like challenged me to do it. I'm glad I did because when I started to teach it uh, in workshops and things, it was it was the most I was the most passionate about teaching that. I mean, I teach entrepreneurialism and leadership and some of the stuff you're talking about. But I think I was most passionate about helping people like, yeah, I'm making money, but now my wife and I are fighting or I'm making money, but my kids, you know, I don't get to spend time with them or, you know, I can't find joy in the grind. <laughs> I'm bored with the grind or it's just is, is the price I'm paying too much or these things. And so I found like helping them to have success to reach their, you know, chase and reach their biggest dreams, but also be feel fulfilled and happy and and have this strong foundation that you're talking about. So, um, so during COVID, I, uh, I just was inspired to write the book. I had a little bit more uh, time, you know, a little bit off my plate because my mom had come out from Texas and was helping out with the kids. She was born in, in quarantine and, um, and decided to write the book. I, I, uh, I know it will help a lot of people, but uh, the first half of the book is really how to, how to build this mindset that can attract wealth and success and build a great business and life. Uh, the middle is kind of turning yourself into a leader and developing other leaders so you can free yourself up to have more lifestyle, to, to be able to scale easier, too. And then the second half of the book is what you're talking about. That's how to add the joy, the fulfillment, uh, the balance uh, to create that, you know, that balance in your life and to be able to have it all. <laughs> and so I've been a, um, the last few years a big student of, of the science of happiness. And um, and so it's it's like just like writing the things down and reading them are very simple. These are all these are all tools and strategies that are totally learnable that anyone can do. I promise you, if I can do it, anyone can do it. You can do it. And if Jamie can do it and I can do it, you can do it. And Jamie, we're going to end with this. As we speak, I look over right in front of me and there's a picture hanging up that says, happiness is not a destination. It is a way of life. And I think back to what actually created that for me. Once again, I always go back to one of the seminal moments in my life when I left my corporate job to go all into my dreams and make zero dollars overnight to be an entrepreneur full time. And I sat there and I was like, all right, what is going to help me accomplish my goals faster? Positivity or negativity? And the answer is positivity. Negativity is going to take me further away from where I want to go and slow me down. Therefore, negativity has no place in my life. This is or a one or a zero. And by answering that single question, I cultivated a non-negotiable that happiness is my way of being. And like you, I'm a master at happiness. I'm a student at happiness because guess what? Happiness is a choice. We can all choose to create the lens, the systems, the processes, the visions, the ways of being to create that for ourselves. And Jamie, I've got to show you some love. I can hear the passion in your voice. I can see how you live this. I love how you're helping people on an everyday basis, but also with this book. Where can everybody connect with you as well as get a copy of the book? Yeah, I would say a good place is Instagram. It's my handles at jamie.villalobos. Uh, or my my website, uh, happyandstrong.com. And if they connect with me, I can email questions if they have any questions on anything there. Uh, the book they can buy anywhere, pretty much Amazon, Barnes & Noble, pretty much anywhere you buy books. It's on pre-sale right now, and it launches May 17th. So really excited about it. Thanks, Rob. And I want to hear from you. There was so much goodness in this episode, but I think the thing that I like the most is vision. 
I would love to hear what is your vision. I want you to send it to me and send it to Jamie. You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. You can also go to robcressy.com. If this conversation resonated with you and you say, you know what, I'm someone who wants to invest in my personal growth and become the best version of myself, I would love to invite you to jump on a call with me to where we can where we can talk about it and I can be a champion for you. So go to robcressy.com.